0: The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the Six Talk podcast network. Also,
1: the following contains mature material and mild language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. This is the Anime Roundtable Canada, presented by Anime North. You can contact us via email, animeroundtable at gmail.com, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at anime Roundtable, and on the web, animeroundtable.com. On the Super Bowl Sunday evening, February twelfth, two thousand
0: twenty-three. I actually, Mike, I don't think we're allowed to call it that. I think we're supposed to call it the Big Game. You know, oh, yeah, we that. don't want to get sued into oblivion. Or the
2: superb owl. But
1: you know, who's who's once again, who's don't really you feel busy?
0: bad though, Mike, for all those players? They
3: worked so hard almost getting concussed, trying to win a game of football, the biggest game of their life, and everyone's just going to be watching the commercials and the halftime show.
1: Well, that's what makes this a cultural event, doesn't it? It, it, It's all the way around.
3: We think we already know one of the commercials because we had the drop of this weird Super Mario Brothers plumbing commercial and then a site site. for the Super Mario Brothers uh, plumbing in Brooklyn which I guess is to promote the new uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. So I'm oh, guessing well, that is Super Bowl related, but it was uh, quite a throwback for the one song they had, the Deke, uh, I believe, uh, song from Super Mario it's Brothers. It's the Super Brothers
2: show. Mario Brothers Super Show, or it's the Anime Roundtable podcast. Yay. Yay.
1: <laughs> okay, so... There was more well, plenty, yeah, I can and say, and in that it...
3: commercial going on and on that website than we've seen in the whole game series, though. Like <laughs> can we trust them to fix our pipes? I don't know.
1: Who knows? Well look, look, we're we're spending the game the big game recording this, you know. Instead of watching big men uh concuss themselves, we're just sitting here talking about uh well arguably uh arguably kid stuff, depending on who you ask about anime. The
2: and, wrong people.
1: Yeah, the wrong people. A good good answer, thank you okay so where do you want to start tonight do we start making the toronto jokes this week about anything concerning toronto or locally or do we just go obligatory and ask uh, amy and mo just if they have a thought from last last episode we did two weeks ago because that's sort of been a tradition of ours later oh uh yes uh let me acknowledge who's here already um Mike Nicholas sitting here in the captain's chair, overlooking six points, James Austin, Mohamed Sharmarki, Amy Lynn Gregg, Kevin Ng is in transit. And hopefully he'll be able to join us uh, shortly. So does Amy and Mo want to give a thought from, from last episode or do we just start to dogpile uh, on the show that's been here in Toronto over the last week?
0: I mean, the only thing I can add from last time is that I agree with Kevin on his point about Mike Harris. I believe he said some things that were uh, very true about him, and that uh, a lot of people agree with.
1: <laughs> Probably,
0: uh, they went from yeah. one and extreme lived, to the next.
1: Yeah, and I li- and yeah, and boy, I, I can remember it quite well. Is remember the Ray days? So you went from Ray Days to Mike Harris. So it's well, like that,
3: that, one reaction gets another one, right, Mike? Yeah. Even just, though I don't quite remember mr I, ray but i know why people went the way they did right
1: neither were a winning proposition i think and that's,
3: then guess that's, what that's... happened after that we got uh mike harris light and dalton mcginty
1: yeah well that's another story altogether um amy you have a thought
2: um i guess just to um I guess, firstly, answer your question. I think that, or the the question you, you know, sort of posed to me, because um, I listened to the episode just a few hours ago. Um, I think the purpose of anime clubs is what Yam is doing currently. Um, in that, you know, there's a social hub that they have going on discord and Facebook um, focusing on uh, those sort of events both on on and off campus um but it's it's nice to see that or it's nice to hear that they still have um sort of an in person gathering, even if it's um you know not quite. Um, what we all remember. Although even like during my tenure there, I think it was like what you described was starting. Um, There were people um, playing StarCraft or or Magic or whatever, um, sort of on the table um, to the side there. There were um, often people just hanging out in the club room during the showings, like during shows they didn't want to watch. Um, You had, you know, this podcast in its earlier incarnation where um, myself and others would sometimes, you know, decide to listen. Um, So I think it was, you know, as as much as, you know, streaming and, you know, the Internet's um, proliferation in general has, you know, caused a lot of this. I think it was heading in that direction um, anyways, even back in the you know youtube three 10 minute parts era of <laughs> online uh anime watching um so yeah it's it's you know really you know nice to to hear that um looking over the sort of summary um i think it's sad that both of these anime awards are probably the most like <clears throat> like filled with integrity as far as like award shows goes these days. Um, like, you know, there's, you know, definitely, you know, problems um, as you kind of discussed there, but given, you know, how, you know, the big, you know, as Genshiken would say, mundane um, award shows go for music and movies and television where like, you know, Get Out was robbed. Um, Oh not get out. Um, Nope uh was robbed. I mean, Nope was a movie about like this whole thing. It's ridiculous. Um, but like I, I trust them more. Like the fact that like they're, you know, saying, okay, we have this, you know, fairly diverse team of of judges plus an audience vote, which, you know, is, you know, potential for corruption. But, you know, it seems like they recognize that, versus, you know, the nonsense of um you know, when they're in, you know, the movie awards where, you know, for the animation category, you have the judges saying, like, yeah, I, I saw the Disney one with my kids, I voted for that. Um, where, you know, I think it's Cartoon Saloon, uh, the makers of Breadwinners, um, Secret of the Kells, etc., um, just gets shafted. You know, your Leikas with, you know, Paranorman and such like that get shafted. Um so, And with the Game Awards, where, you know, as, as James mentioned, like, World Premiere is the purpose of the Game Awards. It's just an E3 that's, you know, more streamlined um, and, you know, RIP E3, sort of, I guess. Um, yeah, like, good job, both of the Anime Awards. Um, I still don't think they're the best, but they seem to have a lot of, you know, or comparably a lot of integrity.
1: Well, on the topic of premieres, that's sort of also what's going on tonight with the Super Bowl. Oh wait, uh the big game. Thank you.
2: I am so sad that the Flash trailer looks good. <laughs> I mean, you know sad because of the controversy. Like I have to like think about if I, you know, am comfortable seeing, you know, a movie whose star is cultish at best. Um I'm glad that they're getting help, like that's encouraging considering some other people who have not done the same thing in the past. But like I love that Danny Elfman Batman theme. Like it's <laughs> it's great and like it looks fun. Um yeah as, as mentioned, like the fact that like they got the Deke like Mario theme for the Mario Brothers trailer. Um, I haven't seen Guardians yet. Um, I saw the Beast Wars Transformers one, which oh, was you, you pretty much that, the same as mean, the you other that trailer car commercial. For
0: Porsche?
2: Uh, but they they aired a real one after, um, but like it it was very similar to the earlier one. So like whatever, um, yeah. I mean I'm sure more might trickle out later, but you, you know it's it's the end slash the beginning of DC movies, which is interesting as far as oh. going back to the Flash. Well, did, you, did you see that uh,
0: Fast X trailer?
2: No, I care very little about that. But Aquaman's <laughs> in it. Sure,
0: oh, yeah, yeah. the the
3: the Deadpool, right? Mo? Exactly, of the DC universe.
0: <laughs> well,
1: okay. Where 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 else do I want to go with this? Okay, well, just just to acknowledge the the clubs again, one more time. As I said, I think they, I think the clubs here have moved more into the Genshin Ken type a uh, role that we thought w- would happen when i uh, came w- up with that thought uh, more than about a decade ago we're we're at that point i think now as i said it, it's a little depressing do you think that's a the changes are a good thing or a bad thing amy or just a thing or just
2: um, there so i think they're mostly a good thing um and the reason for that is i feel that it helps to push the stereotype of anime fans away from the sort of anti-social. Um, and like, you know, even, you know, those people who maybe don't have a lot of um, social experiences, maybe their high school didn't have an anime club, um, or they're coming from more rural areas or out of country or out of province where, you know, maybe, you know, it's not as a mainstream interest if you're, you know, from one of those areas. Um, So you weren't able um, to, you know, sort of develop, you know, fandom or, you know, geek, to call it that, related social skills. I think, you know, the fact that the clubs are moving in that direction is great. Um, I think it does, you know, there was a social aspect to the showings um, when I was a member there. And I have incredibly fond memories of that. Like, there was a routine to things of you know, the, the people like the, um, the exec would like, you know, slowly set up the projector, people would be talking. Um, and then, you know, eventually, you know, maybe the lights would dim, maybe they wouldn't, but you know, an episode of robot chicken would play as like a little bit of a pre-show. And then like, maybe like a silly AMV, you know, cause these are super early YouTube days. So, um, a lot of these funny, um, you know, fandom related videos weren't, you know, as as widely distributed. Um, And then, you know, the four sections of of showing would would play. Um, And, you know, there were certain series that I think worked so well for that, like, I am convinced that I wouldn't have enjoyed School Rumble as much if it wasn't for watching it in a crowd um, of people all laughing along. Um, I think it's a fine show. Like, it's it's funny, but I remember watching later seasons. Like, I bought DVDs or something, and, I, you know, it might have just been the decline of the series once you got to season two. But, like, you know, it it just wasn't as as engaging. So I do think a little bit of that is probably lost although from what you said there are still people watching and and sort of chatting so you know maybe there's a little bit of that retained um but i think the trade-off is worth it
1: i think so i'm coming that to that conclusion as well i, I mean as i said there's a little melancholy in my heart looking at it but i always I i always said i understood and it's for them, and and it, that's for them to under uh, to move forward more than me, so that's okay.
2: And I, I I remember that it was always a struggle to figure out what to put in that fourth slot, um, <laughs> and I think that you know after my time they did decide to cut that, which you know it probably leads to where we are now. But in you know my my four to seven years there, um, as far as that fourth slot goes. The only time I remember it being like a a a memorable like showing or memorable moment was the Haruhi Suzumiya episode where they got to God knows, and somehow there were still a lot of people there at that time. I think maybe Haruhi kept people there, but it was it was an amazing kind of collective um, you know media moment to see and, and experience and be there to have, you know, a dozen or two um, Yamites, like members of the club, all sort of frozen and transfixed, like, with this moment, like, I still love that song in that moment. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's maybe a bit of an exaggeration, um, as far as how impactful it was. But at the time, it was it was so surprising like you know there hadn't been an insert song like that it was um diegetic like it was the song that was actually being played um in the um the school's um auditorium or gym um and yeah it was it was a you know actually a magical moment um that you know that type of moment is probably gone um which is sad but better or not better well in some ways but different magical moments that are maybe more social memories are are bound to be created now
1: Yeah That's a good way to put it. You put it, I mean you put it into better words than I could. Okay, let's uh let's get to the some of the news here. And almost the local news,
2: Mike.
1: uh, Off topic or almost off topic. Fairly off topic.
2: How is it on topic?
1: (laughs) Well, not not right now, we're not. Okay, here. um,
2: Knowing where we're going, I'm wondering how. how, I
3: think probably we should start with the the place we buy manga. How about we start with that place? Well, okay. Well,
1: let's (laughs) say who has had it tougher over the last bit? indigo over the last week or john
0: tory over the last 48 hours i mean that's a that's, that's a toss-up right
3: i just want to let that's you know a, mike i checked the indigo site they're still down with the same update message yeah, saying that they're only accepting tra- that, cash in since, uh,
1: stores that's in been French since tuesday i believe wednesday maybe at the latest date. wednesday, wednesday. So,
3: and basically everything is down like mm-hmm. their site the interact credit cards, the whole thing. Like, I'm probably not even sure how they're accepting any of the uh, items like cash from. Uh, well, no, they're obviously doing uh, cash transactions in, in the stores, but I'm saying how they're getting stuff from vendors, books, for example, well, into uh, their warehouse uh, and then the wherever. Just... Because probably if your system's down, everything's down, right? Yeah, behind so the scenes scenes a standstill.
1: They're probably at Yeah
3: which yeah. is this is probably the biggest one we've seen in a long time because usually it's after the fact we hear about the cyber attack.
1: Well, maybe that's I was about to say give give indigo a little credit, but maybe this is so big you can't cover it up.
3: And they're still investigating with the third party. So, right. well, everyone's going to change yeah. their passwords and do whatever anyway But Maybe
1: uh... maybe we can get a free book out of it. So, down if you're not in Canada, What's happened here uh, here over the last week, Indigo, which is the biggest Canadian-based bookseller, I was about to say biggest bookseller in Canada, but that Amazon will probably have, have something to say about that. But Indigo has suffered an apparent cyber attack. I guess that's the way I should put it. They're investigating, but since the middle of the week, their website has been down, aside from that, a splash page explaining the situation and this is not a small thing one it is the biggest uh, as we've mentioned indigo is the biggest book retailer in canada and when it comes down to us in our fandom it's probably the easiest one of the easier go-to's for for manga these days and that's right
3: because of the sales whenever they didn't well, uh, allow you, us a sale as,
1: yeah, whenever they want. would say animal.
3: we've been lucky last December, but. Well, we were not lucky always again.
1: Not, not, not these days, because, you know, they, they, they see the, they know how much they make off of it. And they just said, what's the point of doing a sale? We don't really have to try.
3: Well, the other thing is, as they actually said in some of the articles, they said they were actually down. In their last quarter, even with the Christmas rush, even though supposedly uh, they had a good Black Friday and a good boxing day and stuff like that. So they said they're already seeing the resilience that a lot of people are going to say, do I really need something from Indigo or Chapters? And the answer is probably no, because they're going to be saving their money for other things that are going up in price.
1: Well, yeah, the whole inflation thing and uh, cost of living stuff going on unless you, oh, uh, this
3: is going to squeeze them even more so it'll be there sure, i want how my it free, plays w- out
1: sure i want my free book so i don't think we're uh, gonna get
3: anything point.
1: they're, they're uh, just gonna point. say don't worry we got your back we protected okay. your plum information on points. points come on have a good day Eight thousand plum points we can talk here <laughs> 20 bucks isn't it i don't know maybe they'll give us plum like a month or two of one plus right a free luck term uh a free lecture notebook, you know, which I use for my bullet journals, uh, could go could be a start, you know.
3: Uh, well, it's funny, you know what did die in Canada? Supposedly Bed Bath and Beyond
1: will, but that's another story.
2: Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, we passed
1: by that, but yeah, yeah, that's going as well. The retail landscape, yes, gotta love it. Uh, on the topic of being shopped, um, John Tory. What do you want to say about the outgoing mayor of Toronto, uh the center of the Canadian universe?
2: I did want to quickly uh, oh, talk indigo what? first. Um, okay, oh, let we, it we in. got ahead of ourselves. Okay, I'm wait. so
1: sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um What's your indigo thought. I'm so sorry. And, and I know I'll all Kevin will say something when he gets here too, but
2: I it's interesting that I think both of, of these entities in in Torian and indigo, you know, people could consider them on Boro time. Um obviously, you know. Tories is going to be in days or weeks instead of, you know, maybe years. Um, But, you know, if you think about the sort of book landscape of um, Canada, you know, there isn't a lot of physical options like there are online options like Amazon and others but like generally like if you want a book right now um or for a you know birthday or christmas present or something you know there are a few there are fairly few options like you have book city um sort of in the south sort of you know downtown and you know um, into the beaches yeah there's bmv as well which focuses on overstock and used books um and then there's specialty shops so there's you know places like you know the bugailing or glad day um but, basically
1: and- places that that are very I wouldn't say genre specific but specific in, in in a cultural sense.
2: Yeah, but the problem with these, you know, specific and and specialty bookstores, so thinking specifically about comic book stores is that they don't get everything. Um and by that they don't get everything on time. Uh there was a graphic novel that I was really interested in called Superman smashes the clan or Superman versus the clan, I forget what they ended up calling it um when it was collected. Um, but it was based it on an old, ser- like, radio series where Superman fights the KKK. Um was well,
1: Superman on that front? Yeah, right?
2: and they made a modern version of it where, like, um, I think it's still set, you know, when the KKK was more prominent and open, um, you know, with the whole ropes and everything. Um not that they're non-prominent now. Um, they've changed names, uh, anyways. Uh, but like it was a great book. They changed it. Um, the focus to like an Asian American uh, family that like had, you know, moved to a different city, um, probably metropolis. Um, but it was it was really good. But like, if I wanted it at you know Chapters Indigo. It was either in store or I could just, you know, order it and it would be in store in a few days at most. Um, my local comic book store, I had it on order for months because a lot of these original graphic novels are a different distributor than your manga or your um, uh, regular trade paperbacks um, or the what's called the floppies. So the single issue um you know, uh, comics, usually superhero genre. Um, but the, a lot of these original graphic novels, they're lumped in with what I'll call regular books. Um, so there is no, you know, guarantee about when, when you're going to get those. Um, I was very interested in, um, uh, original graphic novel called Galaxy, The Prettiest Star. Um, and you know, it's, it's a fantastic, you know, um, of uh, trans superhero, trans writer, um, you know, very beautiful art. Um, but like if I wanted it at my comic book store, it would probably take months. Um generally I would like to support smaller comic book shops, but Glad Day, you know, wasn't carrying it. They do carry some graphic novels, but you know, that's a weird um I guess, zone in between young readers and young adult, I guess. Um, so, you know, that was uh, out. And Page and Panel had closed down this past summer, which would probably have been, you know, the most likely place to get it as sort of this, you know, indie comic book shop that, you know, still had connections. It's attached to a library. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, that's gone now. And... You know I could see if maybe beguiling had it, but like you know, I don't necessarily want to go downtown, so chapters I think I got it at chapters Markham um and or one of the chapters in Markham, there's probably a couple um and it was easy it was a little difficult to find, but it was there, it was still um shrink wrapped which i was kind of concerned about that it was shrink wrapped for lgbt content but i searched online and it was just a shipping error um so yeah like indigo chapters Coles, the couple of those that are still in existence indigo spirit i think they have like such a they do have a purpose and a place um And I'm not sure if they'll ride the wave that has sort of resurged the American, at least one of the American chains. Um, But with this cyber attack, which may be ransomware, I'm curious if this will hasten, you know, if not a closure, at least, you know, a lot more, you know, shutdowns of stores. It's,
1: I guess, a question. And we'll, first things first, let's just see what happens after. (laughs) the website comes back up. I guess we've always seen that, haven't we?
3: (laughs) Mike, when we were at Comic Den, it's like Diamond uh, Distributors is the only game in town, right? So that can have an effect. But even then, sometimes Diamond
2: is the one giving it to the bookstore, so you never know, right? As for who had it worse, I mean, I see (laughs) Chapters Indigo as a multi-million dollar company and John Tory as a multi-millionaire so, like, I don't care, whatever. Like, it's, it's sad for the people of Toronto slash Canada, but as far as, like, the actual, in, like, individuals, like, who are running, like, you know, a bookstore chain who purpose, again, I just praise them for availability, but, you know, let's put, you know, independent booksellers out of business versus multimillionaire mayor, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's well, I, I, let's whatever. yeah.
1: I I did. I, I at least wanted to acknowledge that big news. It's well, I, let's just leave that for now. It's a, it's too out outside of out of the way anyway. Wow. Okay. I'm One sure news he
3: definitely wrote, came on the Friday night, so it definitely sure was I'm, quite a thing. I'm, I'm sure he,
2: he wrote it. messages to, like welcoming people to Anime North. I'm sure yeah. if you look in those booklets, there's like a a note that his intern uh, copy pasted his signature on that says. Did Good. we have that? Uh, no,
3: I, don't, I, don't I, I can't remember if Wait. we ever had the mayor or from any of the years put something in there. Like I know other cities do do that, but I can't ever remember that being I an anime North booklet or anything a at fair all.
1: Fair question, but I don't recall that.
3: I don't think any mayor has like no, done a message no. for us. Like I know they do it for Anime Expo for the Los Angeles mayor, and that's oh, probably yeah. and similar then, to and, what uh, you're thinking.
1: And then in Houston for uh, what's it what's it called down there? Yeah,
2: it might also be TCAF or something. Or the other problem is I'm involved with, or I have been involved with, so many like Japanese events that like it could have been. T- like um, the Japanese Canadian uh, film fe- or the Japanese film festival that the JCCC puts on. Um, but, you know, it, as far as like the general cultural zeitgeist, I do remember seeing letters from, you know, John Tory or whoever the mayor is, but it, mm-hmm. you know.
3: I feel like decaf could be a possibility. Yeah. Know, especially since it's downtown and it's connected with the Toronto library, right? Which is a yeah, that, that yeah, sounds, city.
2: That sounds likely.
1: Well, okay. Uh, Kevin, you made it. Just just gonna acknowledge Kevin's now here now too. You wanna say something, Kevin? Or are you just still trying to get in?
4: So what's what. the topic about? Cause I just well, jumped in, well, the we of
1: just was and, and you haven't missed the greatest amount. We're about to move on from John Tory, much like the city. Oh, oh I thought we were gonna say eh? move on yeah. From, yeah. we're we're about go, to go uh, chapters. Okay, do you wanna say something about uh in the data safe, uh, Kevin?
4: Well Considering how pre-pandemic we were able to, like, stack three discounts, it doesn't surprise me that this is one of the things they didn't patch and it ended up happening. Kind of sad because it is Canada's bookstore monopoly. you think they would have been able to afford better security,
0: but... I mean let's not jump the gun here. We don't know what happened exactly, right? I mean, this could all be an innocent mistake by someone or innocent mistake, please. Yeah.
3: Did, social did, engineering, right? Did but y'all see that
2: we... um there was a social media post of someone at like an airport restaurant or something who um tipped negative thirty-eight dollars or something what? and got like everything for free? Um, There was some like security, you know, um, error um, where you weren't like you um, he want the person wanted to add like um, a different tip um, than the pre, um, you know, suggested ones. Um, And, you know, in order to not enter a tip, I think you add like add a negative number, but they didn't have a cap to that negative amount. So the person just put, like, you know, negative his bill amount, which, like, $38 or something, and it just came out to zero. Um, So, you know, maybe, you know, this could be something to look at for uh, Indigo. They can implement the same (laughs) technology.
1: Oh, boy. Because they've
4: always ran pretty ancient back systems. This is just based on me having briefly worked at a Kohl's. And... Like they have a better systems in place now, but they still run a couple of these really ancient ones for like other things. And and during sale times, that site has always been kinda janky. Like I shouldn't say janky, but if I was trying to place no, a big I order say no
1: more, I would say at least better than Best Buys.
4: Like if I was trying to but place just... a big order during a sale, oh my cart could take five minutes to load that type of thing. Like I'm not exaggerating. It could and take well, five that, minutes.
1: Said, and maybe the perspective is probably still better than Best Buys because it may be their next in some form. <laughs>
3: I hate to say, it, but uh, pick your poison, right? Because we've heard all sorts of different businesses, public, private, across uh, the world, right? That people keep on testing them and going at them so it's like a race you keep on fighting against them right for the social mm-hmm. engineering people and the hackers whatever you want to call them
1: yeah okay but so, hopefully
3: uh we'll see what happens and hopefully our data will be fine but we'll still be changing our passwords
1: i still Again, want my i want my plum points and what was it was it one pass or
3: what was the one password thing where it's like the one password for everything and even they got hit a few months yeah, ago?
1: Yeah, it, it was not well, it wasn't one password but it was uh, last pass or something
4: Last like pass, it. yes, the last pass was the one. Okay. As for John I was a little surprised. I know we were talking as it happened that I saw a notification on the Six Eighty News app at eight fifteen, eight twenty, saying that this has this has been reported, and that John Tory would have a press conference at eight thirty that Friday night. I just,
1: yeah, and I just got the notification. I didn't even hear anything. Yeah, but yeah, I just happened to be looking at my
4: phone when that happened, and I thought, okay, well, he's not going to be here for long, and he. Did not you saw you saw that
1: coming right down Dundas? And he did not, I think, for him,
4: though, as mayor for long. And knowing how he ran for office on the basis of being accountable and getting rid of the corruption in city hall after dear Rob was mayor, it didn't surprise me. To see him immediately resign because if he is to have any future in canadian politics that was the Which, right thing to do i, I don't yes, i don't think I, he I, has a
3: future so to speak but as you said i think this type of scandal because he was lonely during covid they had a consensual relationship and blah 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 it is survivable But for his personal life, he had to do the right thing. And he had more integrity than a lot of politicians out there. So he knew he was going to do the right thing, which was, I'm going to quit. And I'm going to face this with my family because he doesn't want to lose his family. I think he has more respect than a lot of people out there. But it is sad that you got, well, at least the people of Toronto, they went from crack mayor to mayor who was lonely during COVID to hopefully normal mayor. I don't know who normal mayor will be, but we'll see what happens. Maybe as I told you guys uh, in the pre-show, it'll be through an algorithm and they'll check a random person from Toronto and give them the special mayor powers. But they won't be able to use it because no one on council will trust them. That might be worthwhile.
1: Okay.
4: (laughs) So all right. the thing is, is that, you know, he, Maybe he didn't push for affordable housing as hard as he should have. Uh, Maybe this budget, he was upping the police budget. And do they really need more money? I'd like to say not really. Or at least not as much as they should be getting this year. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that... People did praise him for is that he was able to keep the different factions at City Hall in line. So things.
2: It, would this pass is a release Yeah. And
4: in, it wouldn't take so long to get stuff approved. And t- like he, Although, would be, he was able to appease the opposite sides, like the left and the right. He provided stability on that front when it came to budgetary decisions,
1: and that's something you, the one you what... do want. Yeah, that's something you want. But how much? Yeah, did someone move does forward?
3: have the special that's... powers. You want someone like that, right? You don't. Yeah, that that is no, a little someone...
1: anyway. A little
4: disconcerting when the whole strong mayor powers came into effect for him. We don't
3: know. We don't know what's going to happen going forward with whoever. Uh ends up going forward. But, well, then I the other,
1: see a lot of uh, uh, like things getting a little fractured from this point but, until until then.
3: But we did so, see him reappear because he was beside Bonnie Crombie uh,
1: this morning today yes, at
3: uh, City Hall uh, for uh, the visitation or the viewing of uh, Hazel McCallion for the next two mm-hmm. days before her state funeral, uh, supposedly on her birthday on the 14th. Yeah, and I just want to say one more thing that
4: Mm -hmm. I've seen various people comment. Well, how come he's resigning when Rob Ford smoked crack and was still mayor? And to that, I say the optics were different.
1: To that, I say, well,
3: different people should
1: have at the time. Uh, Rob Ford probably should have at the time too, but he didn't.
3: I always feel like in the eyes
1: of.
4: Our society, cheating on your spouse or significant other is looked down upon more than smoking crack.
0: Yeah, that that adds up. Kind of an
3: odd thing to say since I would say the sin of Rob Ford was greater than John Tory, but it's a crazy world, right? And everyone's different, right?
1: uh, Yeah, well, uh, there's...
3: We just are along for the ride, so mm -hmm. hopefully democracy works itself out, right?
1: yeah okay right. let's continue just a little bit i want to move away like i said we were trying to move away from rob ford uh from john tory jeez <laughs> yeah, I'm all confused. you know
0: what since, since kevin's here do you want to talk real quick about those uh fancy red boots
1: okay so do you want to talk about the astro boy boots just quickly
3: can we wear with the asteroid boy boots the gotcha machine backpack
0: ultimate combination well, if you're confident, Sure.
1: <laughs> thank you
4: that, that'll well, be the cosplay
0: at uh, the one you know, con I,
4: right I
3: think yeah, you just gotta
4: own it if you're gonna wear it whether yeah, or not you, you just, just wear it with your own stuff or if you're gonna wear the little black shorts and wear the, the Astro Boy wig
1: or the Atom wig you like, might as well just go all the way in some form right I, I, it sounds like Matt Alt, looking at his, uh, his Facebook posts says as much
4: that reminds me uh, on a similar fashion uh, off-topic thing. Uh, there was a luxury brand called Lowe who did a collection involving bro uh, those, those sweaters were really expensive, man. Yes, because well, so, it's, it's luxury fashion.
1: Isn't it sort of like uh? Yeah, I was about to say Jimmy Choo. Oh
4: yeah, there was the Sailor Moon Jimmy things. Choo shoes that are going to come yeah. out this later this month too.
1: I Wonder how Danny feels about him, his son. And, eh. and noted and noted anime fan
4: well not the first time jimmy chu has done a sailor moon shoe collab no no
1: no and i but it's just i'm like i i'm just curious to know what what the what the what his son would have thought probably thought it's cool That's, i'm pretty sure and it's also but, not
4: lowe's first time doing a studio ghibli collab they've done two other collections involving Ghibli franchises so they did a Totoro one and I believe they did a Spirited Away one if I'm not mistaken oh.
1: I would see I couldn't say I know
4: and, and as you'd expect with luxury collaborations like this there was definitely thought put into the design because they have a bigger budget to execute that kind of stuff so to me some of the highlights are the the black feathered howl jacket that howl wears at one point in the movie Hmm. they do it in the style of a cardigan but it's seventeen thousand (laughs) dollars and then there's another like overcoat where the inside lining has i think the scene i think it's like the book scene it's like an it's like that scene where, where there's a lot of books. I don't I don't know how to describe it very well. I'd have to link it as we continue the podcast. But they also use these like a lot of like jewelry, like golden jewels that they scatter around on different parts of the coat as well. It's so hmm. beautiful, but so so expensive. Well, like I well, want to window shop that. I want to go to a low and a window very... shop
1: take a picture just take a picture
4: yeah like some and of course there's some basic pieces that don't look that great but uh they they also made a move like the moving castle itself into a bag and they used two different bags to reconstruct the moving castle which i thought was also very cool
1: you you know somebody though will try and rock the look oh yeah somebody somebody
4: yeah.
1: okay Alright, well, well since we're on the topic of ready to wear stuff, um, do we want to talk this cosplay thing going on in in uh what is this at uh Neo Boise Anime? Idaho, versions? I believe. Yeah, Boise, Idaho. Was is there something to add to this one?
2: It's I nonsense. Right- That's it? Like, well, no, there's so like I think in in our sort of pre-show chat Mo brought up the point that it's you know just maybe like a publicity stunt I don't think it is like I mean that might be the end result but like I think it's just they got some sort of weird gatekeepers in charge of running this convention um which I think is is just really sad. So for those who don't know, um, this convention in Idaho—I think it's a smaller one—like um, they have a cap and it's you know decently small. Um, but they released a statement saying like something like this. This event is for anime um and manga and Japanese games only. There are other conventions if you like other things. So, we are going to strictly enforce uh a, you know, Japanese property only cosplay rule and uh, like I guess ask people to leave if they're not if they're cosplaying, you know, Batman or, you know, Nathan Drake or whatever. And like I can't believe that they would that they would go that far for attending the convention if it was for a costume contest or something like that and they wanted to Um, you know, maybe they had a a guest judge from Japan or or whatever, or, you know, they were having a contest and maybe there was a a prize or something and they wanted to theme the contest and restrict it um, to Japanese properties. Fine, but technically there's no reason why someone can't just dress as Batman down the street. Um, So the fact that they, like that they feel that it's right to just kick people out for wearing non-Japanese themed or Japanese media themed cosplay. I just can't really fathom it. Um or I can cuz there's a lot of weird gatekeepers out in the world. But like I'm just imagining like I I kind of you know, I I wanted if I was anywhere near Idaho and had the you know, motivation, you know, making you know batman ninja or animatrix uh cosplays or you know throw a wrench in the in the mix and and have a cosplay group from Cannon busters or oban star racers where you know they're american or french you know co-productions um you know cyber six or something where it's like animated in japan but never aired there like there's
1: yeah, there's a the, lot there's, there. Yeah, there's the, it's, it's, um, it's a Pandora's box to me. When you put it in those terms, remember, we have these ongoing discussions about what constitutes anime these days. So put that on this announcement and it becomes even more problematic. Uh, that all said, my two favorite cosplays I've ever seen at Anime North most noteworthy ones, and the ones that just made me laugh and just enjoy the effort they put into that were not at not anime related at all one I don't know if you saw this uh quick video of somebody running around like a potted plant, and then every few minute every few seconds they probably would sit down or just kneel and then just blend into the surroundings at the at the TCC there's an old video of that, and the other one and this might, this is, I just remember really liking the effort. Somebody, uh, dressed up as, was it Bob Ross, the, the painter. And then, and then his girlfriend dressed up as one of his paintings. I thought that was well done. I'm just saying, but the, 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 it's just so okay. Kind of problematic, but
2: people people get into leadership positions and yeah i think it's it's just i think it's just sad i think it's problematic um you know i'm i'm like one of the first things i remember was my first or second ever anime north and i was i was standing in line you know to get the ticket or or whatever and i heard someone comment something like Um, You know, thank Jesus there aren't, you know, a hundred effing Inuyashas this year. Um, And, you know, kind of similarly, you know, I, I have been online, like I've seen and just hearing people's comments like, you know i've i've been around for people complaining about you know too much my little pony too much homestuck too much uh,
1: eva back in the day too much how do he too much sailor yeah, but, moon but as
2: far as like the non japanese properties like with doctor who and and with my little pony and homestuck and stuff like you know i i vaguely get the the sentiment of like if over 50% of the costumes end up you know being american properties it's you know, a little bit weird being at a convention called Anime North. But my general perspective is who cares? It'll balance out another year or uh, they'll be forced to change their name or they won't. And people will just admit or acknowledge, yeah, it's a multi-fandom convention, whatever. Um, yeah. I, I don't get the the imperative or the the drive to, to gatekeep like that like i i hate gatekeeping in general but like you know for for just and you know again to emphasize like for just cosplaying around the convention like again costume contest something like that i'd be more you know charitable in my in my viewing of this but mm-hmm. it's just draconian
1: yeah kevin you ever thought no
4: i never minded People dressing up as characters or things or items from non-anime franchises at anime conventions. Like, you no, know, we all can coexist with one
1: another. Well, isn't that sometimes what's asked for? Yeah, isn't that what the fandom is? That what has been known to ask and for? Generally, too, that's that's how it's been.
4: Like there mm-hmm. hasn't really been problems that I'm aware of. Yeah. It's just okay. kind of baffling to see this kind of thing happen.
1: I guess I shouldn't be surprised, but fandom <sighs> can just can be factional in many respects too. The only thing that would really
4: annoy me and this is not even cosplay related was when I would see like actually when it came to just programming at anime cons, when I would see like too many Unrelated panels, okay. Like, and I and by that I mean just like I don't know stuff like My Little Pony or something Mm. like having some of those is fine, but I know there were years where there was like a noticeable amount of non anime programming or non Japanese related programming, I should say, because. I always thought, like, the tangentially related ones were n- uh, never a problem.
1: Well, it depends on how how far away you want to be in that tangent. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: That's that's a different thing entirely, though. But but I look at, like, Fan Expo, where, like, you know, everybody, everything under the sun is represented.
1: Well, yeah. So
3: ebb and flow there, too, of course, is always. But that's the mm-hmm. thing with, uh, with like Fan enemy.
1: What's What's popular right now? Okay, um, I guess we should, uh, let's uh, just start to move on. It's funny, did you see, Mike, that uh, Dave Merrill uh, entered the
3: fray uh, on that one, with the tweets and stuff like that?
1: Okay, just quickly, it, what's, his, what's his comment?
3: Wow, well, it was interesting, because obviously this, I'm not sure, as uh, Mo said, maybe they did it for publicity, because <clears throat> maybe they are a smaller con or whatever, and they want a certain thing, and they admitted that obviously the wording was very... Uh, out there to say the least, which people called them out on. But Dave said, Yeah, we've probably done that before because remember it was AWO, right? Anime Week in Atlanta, where he uh, yeah. used to run uh, that convention, stuff like that. And I think he said at one point, What was it? They had like no Klingons, no blah, blah, blah. It's like only, it's kind of a similar idea, right? Yeah, I
1: remember this, but and way back I in finished. the day,
3: sort of thing. And he's like, Yeah, it's like probably not a great thing to do. But he said, Yeah, we've been there. Okay.
1: All right, so let's start to move on just a little bit. You know what? Um Mo Mo Yes. Okay. Yeah, I know we talked about this. Much of the much of what I want to talk about was also based on a like a phone conversation Mo and I had on Monday, but I think we're running a little long already. And I know we want I want to talk a little bit about um like just get into the, at least the East Asian pop culture part and talk a little bit about uh, Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh. Can we save that conversation for probably closer to the, uh, to the Oscars or another time, Mo? I, because I know we had an, an interesting thought, some interesting thoughts in that phone call.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully by the time we do have that conversation, something more have, would have developed. But yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. But there is a conversation, uh, a part of that phone conversation I do want to bring up here and then let the others in on. When Mo and I talked on Monday evening, last week we got we talked also a little bit about well they um james gunn announced talked a little bit about his intentions with what do we call it the dc cinematic universe or extended universe is that the term
3: i guess i guess
2: that would be correct and i guess before they had a plan right The one previous um, ended up eventually being called the DC Extended Universe or the DCEU. I think now, from what I remember, they're just calling it the DCU. So they're just, you know, saying DC Universe. So they're just doing the simplest option.
1: And there's some thoughts. Read a couple articles. I haven't seen the presentation. First of all, I'm going to preface that by saying I haven't seen the presentation. Uh, What he, what the new conference, but I read a couple articles on what was said about the, uh, about the intentions. And I found, and I, there were some thoughts and some takeaways that I wondered about, and I want to bring up with you, all of you, and then maybe somehow bring that back into the, uh, relate that into our fandom a little bit. So the takeaway I got from, from Gunn's uh, intentions is that he wants like he's he wants to be to base his movies more heavily on comic book plots on DC comic plots and probably have them less inter- less interconnected too. They might be they might exist there might be some some spill uh, some cameos but not really have anything any characters or any Anything like that, you know, unite in a single movie and an all-star type movie like, like the Avengers. Just have everything fairly exist fairly on their own with, but have their stories more heavily based on, com- on the actual comic book plots. It, it's, I'm going to cite a part pol- the last couple paragraphs of a Polygon article about this, which basically went like this. Um, and and they brought up a really good point, basically saying, in not so many words, saying in many respects, the, Mar- the MCU and Marvel Studios and the Marvel Cinematic Universe has become a slave to the narratives they've built over the last 20 years. And probably cannot, cannot depend on, on, the, on the previously published comics to make plots for their movies anymore. They're a slave to that. They're a slave to what they've already established. And they can only really depend on the comics to tie up certain loose ends. So maybe this is the chance that, uh, this is the advantage that DC has right now. They're very, it's very much a clean slate at this stage. And they can use original comic book plots to help be the basis for the movies they now, they should be making. And probably delve into a lot of other aspects, darker aspects of characters that are depicted as well. Um, am I, am I, am I um, getting this, expressing myself okay? Is this uh, the tone I got to uh, last time, uh, Mo? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much? Yeah. So, that, that, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll read out the last two uh, paragraphs of the Polygon article that was written by Josh Rivera. Back on February 4th. At this point, Marvel Studios have their own dense continuity to honor and an established house style and cosmology that all new installments must visually adhere to. In this stage, comics are stripped for parts as they prop up the MCU, and it would be nice for its competitor to distinguish itself by doing the inverse, making films that prop up the grand variety of DC's much longer and more varied history. But what's best might be something Gunn didn't announce, an Avengers-style crossover. Perhaps there's one in the bag that isn't being shared yet, as Gunn did say this was only part of the new DCU plan. Yet the submission alongside the stated focus on stories and scripts strongly suggests that the next DCU is also a more standalone one, more interconnected via consistent characters coming in in or coming and going, and less so by plot. Because that's truly the best way a DCU can differentiate from Marvel, by offering an array of varied films with familiar faces that audience can drop in and out of without missing much. No sagas or phases, just a good time. And those were the words that kind of stuck out about uh, about the intentions and what people saw uh, in those atten- intentions that uh, Gun expressed. So, James, Amy, Kevin, and even Mo, if he wants to add anything. What do you guys think so far?
4: Does it surprise me DC's rebooting this again? No, but I do feel like in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that they are running out of popular superheroes. And if you're using your not-so-popular franchises, the storytelling better be top tier. And the impression I get is that it's starting to get a bit spotty. So I agree in that the time is now for DC to finally get their shit together and create a proper cinematic universe of their own. However they want to go about that.
1: James, Amy?
3: Yes, that kind of ties into what they said the first movie will be too, right? And Superman Legacy. And there was that one quote where they said, you can't tell the same good guy, bad guy, giant thing in the sky, good guy wins story again. So it'll be interesting to see, well, what do you tell?
0: I hope that it's all about him uh, being a reporter and uh, writing articles and stuff. That's pretty cool.
1: I think when it comes, uh, like as, like you said, James, it's not about good guy and bad guy anymore. Everybody has their own scruples, and I think maybe that's some something that was failed to that we that uh, hasn't been expressed in the in cinema, in terms of Superman at the very least.
3: And I guess it and was I think because it's DC, you had Superman on one end, and then his antithesis was Batman, right? In fact, we started. saw how that played
2: out, right? What mm-hmm. do you mean by scruples?
1: Okay, no, not in scruples, but just their internal—I wouldn't say demon. Not demons might be overstating it, but the battles they they have internally, whatever, like the fact that they're not perfect. That's what I'm wondering. Like, I, I'm pretty sure in their in their plot lines, there's certain parts, there's certain dark characteristics. Uh, to to superman too I guess that when you're thinking that
3: way I'm thinking of the reboot they did for James Bond with Daniel Craig kind of like that right
1: yeah, along those lines.
2: Man of Steel was an attempt at a dark Superman and it absolutely failed. The reason why I think James Gunn's approach is hopeful is because they're restoring hope to Superman, like not the opposite. Um, and I think that the, the main advantage is that they finally kind of understood that all of these characters have different tones. Um, one thing that is is sort of sad about what we used what we had was with Zack Snyder everything ended up being painted with a coat of Zack Snyder paint um until fairly recently um wonder woman managed to go without a lot of that paint Shazam did um but if you look at the first terrible suicide squad batman v superman man of steel and then you know even the the alter Justice League, but if especially um, Zack Snyder's Justice League, they're all like really dark and and you know Superman is like never smiling, um, you know, his his first movie famously, you know, causes so much destruction, and, you know, the excuse is that it's his first day, sure, but unfortunately, we never got a Man of Steel 2 for him to reconcile that. Instead, he was just shoved into two or three more movies, the best Superman has ever been was when it wasn't Henry Cavill. It was just a body double at the end of Shazam when he mm-hmm. went to Billy's school, and then at the end of at, of Black Adam, where you know he at least looks a little bit more the part. Um, I I think that if you look at and you know this has been said countless times. But the if you look at the history of both Marvel and DC, Marvel is, you know, the real world more so, and DC is intended to be more fantasy. Um, but I think because of, you know, the Dark Knight um, and to some extent uh, Zack Snyder's vision, they tried to make the DC universe into this, you know, incredibly dark, realistic, broody, you know, world which you know makes a character like Shazam or Booster Gold difficult to integrate and keep the integrity of those characters um which is which is a shame like a, even someone like superman you know he should be hopeful like he said in this movie oh the s means hope but like he didn't really s means
1: hope yeah this means hope i think it was yeah that's what i said like, um yeah
2: like but he didn't embody that he just said it like eh, like yeah he sure the jesus analog exists but like that doesn't mean you have to have a bunch of you know dark gray filtered people worshiping him in a weird crowd shot um so what is what is great about at least the plan um for James Gunn is that it seems like every one of these movies is separate, like Superman is you know uh based off off of a a series where you know Superman is confronting you know his his nature as a a hopeful being. The Batman story they're doing is you know based off an interesting father son dynamic. the Swamp thing movie is supposed to be horror um you know the creature commandos when you have you know frankenstein and a weasel and a normal guy and a robot on a team yeah things are gonna be kind of weird but they're still you know doing secret missions or whatever so there's that element um yeah the the authority is going to be like probably slightly softer the boys like
0: oh paradise lost
2: yeah, like we have Game of Thrones in there. Booster Gold is gonna be a comedy. Uh the Green Lantern, like this is the one, I guess, bit of concern as far as the hope that there won't be, you know, too much crossover. The Green Lantern show is supposed to be uh the two Green Lanterns investigating a mystery that will have ramifications for the entire universe. Hopefully that's a couple they're calling them chapters down the road. Um, but like you know still like all of these things seem like they are going to have different vibes which is perfect and and what dc is all about
1: well i I, I, i'm then i'll uh, go back to adding okay so they want to depend a little bit more on the histories that's already been written like the stories that are already out there and you know, as I said, like let the let the store let those original stories kind of shine by themselves, not strip them for parts, as as was written in this as was suggested in the in the Polygon article.
2: And the the oh. MCU has such an interesting story, right? Because, you know, their their biggest character of Spider-Man they couldn't use. Um like Well, there's a certain
1: irony about that, isn't there?
2: Yeah, like they had to use their B listers. Um, to to create and he, they made them a-listers and beyond like maybe Captain America was like a b plus or a minus but like it was Spider-Man and Wolverine as far as like Marvel's like go-to characters like you know Iron Man was probably at Green Lantern level or lower as far as notoriety Um, the the Carol Danvers Captain Marvel was probably at around Booster Gold level so like you know it's it's you know the the history there is so interesting as far as what they had to do and what they succeeded in doing um and and what's happening with both franchises now i'm sure you know both will be fine in their own way but
1: yeah i i mean I, there's a curiosity there but i think what hit what just grabbed me about this whole thinking is becoming a slave to your success in some ways Maybe that sort of because that seems to be the uh, what's implied about MCU. It's it can't really deviate from the from a narrative it's already it, it's taken all this time to establish.
2: Now that they have access to Fantastic Four and X Men, I could see them just focusing on those sections of the world and hoping no one you know thinks about the other sections for a while because. You know, there's enough there that they can, you know, yeah, they have stories to tell.
1: Mm. Well, uh, yes, I said it's just all you become a slave to your success in some ways. So maybe you have to just go to parts that uh, you haven't established. I mean, that's in you, know, like you said, that's MCU's goal. In in the DC side, well, it's clean slated again. Maybe, maybe I'm just looking for just. Well, maybe I, when it came to, okay, the whole Zack Snyder coat of paint thing, right? Just something a little bit more middle ground, I guess. Because I'm not totally sure we, we, we how, um, like how Polly, like, do we get borderline Pollyanna when we talk about Superman too? That's my question.
2: He's supposed to be Pollyanna though. Like there there is depth to Superman. The, the but, it mean, but it doesn't mean but it doesn't mean that's the word I was
1: looking for. Depth.
2: Yeah, but it doesn't mean that he needs to like there are so many evil and dark Superman stories out there. Like if you look at the boys, if you look at um uh Invincible, if you want if you look at even within DC with Injustice and um with you know um Ultraman we've done dark Superman so many times on the big screen. We haven't had a late Superman since um, Brandon Routh. Like, and
1: basically, basically channeling his, his inner uh, Christopher Reeve, right?
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. And like, you can have depth because, you know, one of the great things about um, the story um, Superman versus the the elite, which was an animated um film. I forget what the comic title is, is that you have a group of these superheroes who show up and they are killing people where Superman doesn't. They are, you know, taking this um you know, hostile, um more aggressive route. and you know, I'm spoiling the story, but like, the resolution is is superman pretends to do the same thing and the people are like shocked and they they realize that like oh maybe there is room in the world for hope we thought we wanted murder and destruction and you know like that end of the episode and or the season and the boys where um spoilers uh homelander just like laser beams a guy open and the crowd starts cheering like you know. Do the people want that, or do they want someone who is is going to inspire? Um, you have the show Superman and Lois, where uh, Superman is is dealing with the fact that he is Superman. He has children. He has a wife. Um, you know, there's all the stories about like you know Superman's duty to like does he end political conflict? And this gets addressed a little bit in in Injustice as well like you know is it Superman's place to you know end the war in the Middle East right like there is ways to make Superman interesting and writers have been doing them doing this for decades like even you know you look at something like the bottled city of Kandor like a part of Superman's home a villain shrinks and Superman can't Just instantly save it. Like finding ways for this invincible, you know, perfect person to be challenged, you can do that without making him wonder if he should snap Zod's neck or, (laughs) you know, just burst through a building and not care about the fact that it's collapsing. Like the real Superman would be like, oh no, I have to save everyone and figure out how to do this while fighting this villain and not killing this villain because I believe in that they can change or that there are better ways to you know resolve this conflict like you know we have the punisher we have you know namor we have characters that you know cool they can kill whatever but like superman is this you know beacon of hope character that i think needs to be explored with that lens because we had man of steel and some people like it i don't begrudge them of that but
1: you didn't yeah exactly
2: yeah obviously okay (laughs) well there's a thought
1: there's your there's your thought right like well, like I, well, I, at least, at least they're start. At least, to be fair to the DC universe, they're starting with their triple A character. In in this attempt, maybe that says a lot about where they, you know, and says they a lot. Said right
2: the other well, the movies think, will come when they come. I think technically, Creature Commandos is going to come first, as far as like a online or not online, but animated series. Um, but you know, their their pole beginning is going to be Superman.
1: Yeah. So I just want to bring this up, and then, well, we are talking. Uh, like the suggestion was always try to use uh, use the comic books as a lot more of a baseline. And I know there. I know if, as I as I looked into this last week, and maybe I should have looked at it again. Uh, well before we did this, they were like, "Okay, here are the stories that we that have already that are already out there. We that we think should get the movie treatment," and. Remind me, I'll try and give that list to you guys, and then I'll try and put the list up for everybody else, along with the other stuff I should be putting up with our show links from past episodes. But reading all of this had me thinking about, well, okay, what about uh, coming back? It's not really the same, but in some ways it is. What about anime and manga as we we continue all of this too? Because... This was all made. The, uh, this was also a suggestion. The DCU thing was, all, was a suggestion about how to approach it in today's times, and I couldn't help but rethink about think about, uh, think about uh, the way the way our fandom and its media mix is, and and the ecosystem there is working right now as we as that keeps going along, right is there some, can this can this uh not necessarily perfectly translate into into anime and manga but it it has me just thinking about the the similarities and differences there right uh, right now and maybe where it could be going but i don't even know where to start there right i mean we're i mean next phase is coming up right now next phase is uh, there is coming with various movie adaptations going into theaters. I mean Kaguyasama open the Kaguya Sama movie opens up on on Valentine's Day on Tuesday. There's a there's all there's of course the one piece um one piece live action later this year. The list goes on and on. And what could still and what would make those work? Actually uh, Mo Mo. Uh, yes. Yes. Because I this is, this is this came up in our conversation on Monday. You had something to say about that One Piece poster, didn't you? And then just a whole load of other stuff with it. Because I you I I I want you to express that again. Because it was hilarious in many respects too.
0: I mean, you know, it's I uh, I don't know. It's tough, man. It's <laughs> what does it say? It's, it's like it's One Piece, but it's just like ah uh, you know it's it's you know you guys can jump in any time now you know
2: <laughs> <laughs> can can you no. explain
1: <laughs> the thing was i mean let's see what netflix uh one p uh, remember over the last couple of weeks that when uh shinichiro watanabe has been recently interviewed about it, uh, about a bunch of things but he did but the live action cowboy bebop came came up and the revelation was that he wasn't nearly—he wasn't involved in it at all. Un, uh, unlike there was
0: the suggested. scene and then nothing else, and was like, "Yeah, that's it. I saw it all. I'm good." And you know, cash this check, I guess. Is or it's,
1: keep my mouth shut, more like it.
0: Pretty much, yeah. It's it's and, and hopefully with the One Piece, same situation doesn't happen. You know, well, more involved.
1: Yeah, yeah, Oda is a lot more involved with that, and he, uh, seemingly, a lot more involved with that. And I think he's tweeted about that a few times, hasn't he? But you know, it, as I said, this whole this whole bit with the DCU and MCU has me has me thinking about anime and manga as well. And- oh
0: yes, that's right. So if One Piece does succeed, hopefully, fingers crossed. We don't know yet. Hasn't come out yet, you know. I'm on the positive side. I did enjoy Halloween Bob, so I most likely will enjoy this. But if this does succeed, and they're doing the, uh, the the My Hero Academia adaptation after that, and if that succeeds as well, that's like a firm start to like the Shonen Netflix universe. You know, that could be their whole thing. That's
1: his suggestion, anyway. Oh boy, this <laughs> well, well, there's your open up your can of worms type thing, right? That's a big I mean, if. Big if.
0: But but. I mean it is, it is shonen, right? I mean
1: well, the back to the whole built, shonen, shonen kind of a
0: built-in audience probably will succeed, you know.
1: Well, it it, it gets the eyeballs rightfully or wrongfully.
0: Oh, That's the well way.
1: I'm still have the eyeballs I can't as even well. Imagine the, the
4: kind of budget required to make say a Naruto or a Bleach happen.
2: Even my and hero academia, like I don't like the invisible girl is going to be easy to to do, but like everyone else, like you know, do you? Um, I forget. I forget so many of these characters name, but like the animal controlling guy with the weird fleshy no, head. Um, Vanetta's fine. You just have a <laughs> co- weird costume, but like you know, I'm thinking about like Tokugami, like or mm-hmm. or or Sue, where like ideally these are just like you know practical effects but you know they're going to be cg imagine
0: cgi endeavor space
2: yeah like well that again that, that i can see being okay but there are mutant characters in this show that i think are not going to transfer to live action without a lot of either suspension of disbelief money or like magic essentially. <laughs> <laughs> the suspension of
1: disbelief, I think we have to let's start there. It's I think it's always about about where the creator sits, I think. And and this this is all this is like the thing about adapting away from previously published works. Right? there the, the it's it's starting to get to the point where the original creative forces are looking to get a, a larger say let's go back to let's go back to one piece for a second oda being a lot more involved let's go back to cowboy bebop and ota not nearly being as involved but then you go down further you know into into anime into the history in terms of anime on the anime side Fruits basket was is an obvious example right now because of how um Takea felt about the anime and uh, and had there had disagreements with the director times come um who's the creator of uh, of the creator of Karakano? Oh, I, 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 I should know this I forget her name and I
4: tried I to speak in name tall. as well
1: suda. It's
4: Masuda,
1: Suda. Yeah. Masami Suda. Just checked my shelf. Yes. Oh, you just look. You just look behind you. Yeah, it's on the shelf. Oh, the yeah. Future, she. Yes. Like, in recent, like I only learned recently, and only because probably I probably uh, I hesitate to actually read up on. You know, she probably didn't have think, uh, had her issues with the with the animated version. Of course, when Ano has something to do with it, that was gonna. The, I guess the, you would have different approaches.
4: Oh, I really want them to do a complete adaptation of Caracano, but
2: I don't know if they can.
4: But where would have cachet to do it? Well,
1: the thing was, the thing was, the thing with Fruits Basket was, you know, the creator had a lot more input. Well, and and the creator had more input in in the second anime in this adaptation of of um, One Piece, the creator has a lot more, has a lot more input. When it came to Kenshin, Kenshin, Kenshin's adaptations had a mixed bag, had a mixed bag for, um, for its creator. He oh,
2: didn't
1: really? think much of the OAVs, but he loved the movie. He loved the live action movie. Well, well, remember in Kim, when we had the, when we talked to Kim Orange Road a couple of years ago, after after its creator passed away and cat callahan talked about about talking uh, talking with uh, his creator well it'd be izumi matsumoto yeah matsumoto thank you
2: i'm surprised Excellent. that he didn't just complain that all the actors were too old well it was
1: interesting because he didn't think much of shin uh orange road I'm talking about tension and Kenshin. his well, pedophilia yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you know we we go we can go there. As I said, with, we'll have that conversation later in the year.
2: With Oda, like, do you think that his involvement is why the characters look like high budget cosplay?
1: Yeah, see, we but but well, the the visuals. What what's I, what can we say about the visuals at this stage?
2: Not I'm much because about. it's sunset and from behind.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a thing. So there, there isn't really maybe so intentional. Secrecy is in the secrecy in a, is good is a good thing in that sense.
2: I am worried that they look too much like the manga designs. Like as far as the clothing, like they seem weird. Like they see, and you know, maybe this fits. Like because One Piece is such a fantastical series, maybe you know, having fantastical looking clothing will you know make a lot more sense um but yeah it's it's a weird first impression
1: Mm -hmm. so i don't know it's an incomplete discussion in many respects so like how does like most of this was how to approach things in our current times like a dc and mcu and then coming back to anime and manga the same thing because we talk about because the reboots come out Often with the thinking, okay, this is to introduce to a new audience, but using the techniques of today.
2: Any approach can work if you do it well. <clears throat> I remember, you know, reading the, like an interview with the author of Howl's Moving Castle, and, you know, they were like, Oh it's interesting with Miyazaki's movie, uh the castle had big chicken legs and I I never thought of it that way. I always envisioned the castle just sort of hovering over the ground and like, you know, all these differences and you know, you get different reports with different different interviews, but it seems like she liked the the Miyazaki version even though it, like it was fairly different from, you know, what the novel was like. Like you can change things. You can also make things virtually identical to the source material. Any approach can work if you do it well. It's just a lot of these or if you, if it's, aren't or if done you, well,
1: or how much, how much cred you already have at that point, because that's me. Well, as I, I think
2: yeah, but I think Howl's Moving Castle is a good movie. Like you know, this well, argument, yeah, that's true. That's true. yeah, yeah not I don't the doubt best. that. Well, but like, you know, I think it is talent like him and his team are talented artists. So even though they made, you know, fairly distinct changes from the source material, they still made a new work of art that, you know, sort of honored the source material. But, you know, did something different. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. you have to be slavish to, you know, Sleep. what came before Um
1: and i think that's the point i think that's the point of the entire conversation we're having tonight
2: but you can too like you can adapt something exactly or close to it and it can still be good like that works too like people like sailor moon crystal i'm sure i don't like the art style i love the weird city pop watercolor of the original but you know it's not as accurate i still i would go back to it before i you know, touch Crystal, but that's my preferences. Like you can do both; it's fine.
4: To my recollection, that first season of Crystal was kind of rough, mm, but they eventually before. worked out the kinks. And this was despite them having more time per episode, too, because it wasn't running weekly, to my recollection.
1: Yeah. Okay, as I said, this is uh, all, you know, just thoughts I just popped into my head as uh, as the last little bit uh, has come up. So just a just a thought as we as uh, as to what type of uh, approach maybe we mess, uh, all of us will have to see as as these things start to come out, whether it is on the east side or the west side, right? Uh, on the topic of becoming slaves too. And since we just talked Netflix, uh, password sharing. Let, let, let's go through some of these things uh, just quickly before we go, before we uh, finish up tonight. Lol, you, I feel like, I feel it?
0: like if you had some stock invested in piracy, you know, you'd be happy right <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I well, we,
1: just like, from my standpoint, I just was surprised. They basically made the password. Like if you want to share a password, was it 799 didn't think they go that high. You must, you must well you must well just buy, buy at least a basic subscription, but maybe that's the point.
0: Yeah. They're, they're, they need to pay their, their advertiser. They're trying to Apple's uh, ladder step everyone now, you know, the whole like just a few extra dollars for the next to the next rung of this ladder that never ends, that goes on forever. And, you know, we'll just kind of ease you up where, the base price will be like forty dollars a month. Or something. Yeah. The sad part I mean, is, I just, like, so stupid.
1: Like on the topic of being slaves too. Like, there's a part of me that still want. Like, I, I have to. I'm hanging on to my subscription anyway because you know there are still actually shows I actually want to watch when I have time to watch them. See, I, do I you have uh, grandfathered pricing though, Mike? No. The, well, the, the thing is, grandfather died. So, so honestly,
4: it makes okay, no you know sense for you, you
1: to keep your subscription. You know, you're not going to watch yeah, it right you know, away. Here's the grandfathering. Here's the grandfathering part on my end, right? Um, I would, uh, I, I subscribed to Netflix at a time I was able to use iTunes credits to pay for my subscription. Oh, I that's the part you. that had that's that's grandfathered for me. Because you can't do that anymore. I can still do that and that's still there um, But I cancel it. And I have a lot of iTunes credit cards. I right see. Now. Right. And, and and I and I do chase the deals on the cards. Yes. So there's there's my grandfather right there. Who's your granddaddy? I
4: remember when Shonen Jump transitioned to the digital magazine before the current format of just the chapters coming up weekly was that they gave subscribers to the magazine like myself a I think it was like a two-year like buffer or like a two-year reprieve I think on in terms of a subscription Mm mm-hmm and then eventually they transitioned to just the, th- the three-something for the back catalog. Mm-hmm. It's like three bucks American, but it was like three-something Canadian or, or something like that. And it's gone yeah. a bit more expensive since by just a tiny bit. But they didn't offer a yearly. They only offer a monthly.
1: I had a yearly briefly with uh, with Spotify, too. They had they had they did offer a one year subscription for 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 a time. Anyway, it's just well, it's uh, it's just hilarious. I have to I have to set the IP for my uh, account. But uh, I will
4: say different. with Shonen Jump,
1: once my grand
4: my grandfathered pricing ran out, and when they stopped offering Yu Yu cards, I didn't have any incentive to continue paying. Because I already had caught up to
1: everything, so that's that's good. And there you go, right? His latest three chapters are free. Oh. No. yeah, that works. So there's, uh, yeah, the the on that note though, with all the frustration, uh, James. So you talked a little bit about you sent us this one: the most pirated uh, film, TV, uh, film and TV titles see uneven impact from streaming.
3: Yeah, that was Variety, I think. Yeah, that. And they weird. said it was muso Data through Nielsen and it was top ten most pirated TV seasons of twenty twenty two and basically uh based on streaming and stuff like that. But it's interesting looking at because as they said, five of those are anime. So you have House of the Dragon is number one, Chainsaw Man is number two, next one is Running Man season one at twelve percent, then Rick and Morty season six, Moon Knight season one. Bleach season one a, in a shadow is uh enemy, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power season 1, Spy Family season 1 and then Rise of the Se- Rise of the Shield Hero uh season 2. Well,
1: I I I presume when they say Bleach is it the you think they're referring to Thousand Year War or Thousand Year Yes, War,
3: correct. So. I think it's all the new ones. So it's all recent series they're looking at. And they actually go in if you looked at the bottom to the numbers in that which is kind of interesting the last few paragraphs where they talk about old habits dying hard quote unquote for the anime fans and stuff like that and talking about uh basically that there's the other thing of with anime becoming more popular and they talk about from the state side as bleach spy family and rising of the shield hero being on hulu that remember we had talked about things being on netflix so you get a greater amount of people being able to watch it that can i guess affect the piracy and stuff like that because some of it crunchyroll can only get you so far like their main base can only get them so far as they said and then the other factor was um that many people want it day and date, right? And even with now, that a lot of them are hours after the fact. Some people want it even sooner, I guess, depending on the series, right? Yeah,
1: the, give an inch, take a mile,
3: sure. And I guess it depends that's, where that's, they're going because maybe they're like, I don't need Crunchyroll and stuff like that and I'm fine with Hulu, but I want to see it sooner.
1: Give an inch, take a, take a mile, right? I mean, that's, that's what I think, what, as, you, as you said all of that. So, but that's I mean, probably
3: more the American side since we have no Hulu.
1: No, we just got uh, Disney Plus with Star, <laughs> and 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 that doesn't get you everything either or enough. wasn't worth it for me. So, yeah, is it, that's. I don't know what else to add to this one. To be honest, I mean. I mean, who 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 your services with uh, at this point, James? Is it just Crunchyroll?
3: Actually, it's Crunchyroll. And what was it? Hideye gave me another uh, unexpected deal. I don't know how it happened. Cool. But uh, I, uh, I got a cool. deal last year. And I think the way they did it is they prorated the one because I decided, you know what, I'll give them another year. But they prorated it again. And I guess it's because I only used so much of that subscription last year. That's well, I got it even cheaper again, which is so weird. But hey, I take it.
1: Yeah, for me, it's an, it's it's Netflix and Crunchyroll. I, I won't ask the others unless they want to offer what they where they are on the on the streaming service. There system. are
3: other ways to get things. I'm sure YouTube well, I mean, can still yeah, find I mean, some it, uh, free it, stuff on there. I have a sure.
4: one year Disney Plus subscription only because it came with my Rogers internet service that I paid for. I want to say May or June of last year, and I've so already I told used my to be family. Netflix, didn't I've no. told my sister that if we switch providers, it's getting dumped. I'm not paying for it. Okay, because I I rarely watch it if at all, because mm-hmm. I just don't watch a lot of media nowadays.
1: Yeah, no, for you it's it's re- it's red stuff. I know that red stuff uh or books oh is it okay. books. oh, oh is red
4: stuff. oh as an read. i thought you meant like yeah, color yeah. i was like what
1: yeah 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 <laughs> sorry I, I i'm uh speaking too fast right now well did
0: you drink did you drink both coffees
1: no i I didn't have a coffee at this point
0: <laughs> All right I'll just, go to,
1: I'll just go to sleep
0: slow down there man. <laughs> we need You'll to give him a red Bull.
1: Oh well, uh, there there is there is a there is a canned cold coffee in in the fridge. Maybe I, so, <laughs> maybe maybe not. We'll see. Mo, well, you do you do any uh so any streaming sir um mainstream
0: or quasi? I'm 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 down to just uh Prime Amazon Prime. Every year they just keep on tricking me, man. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna cancel one of these years, and you know. I, I keep forgetting and it just keeps on happening. Okay. But it's not uh, for okay. the free shipping. No, you know, It's, uh, yes, but it's just.
1: Anyway, and.
0: and oh, and, 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 uh, and Prime, but yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you,
1: what do you want any services or not? Real, um, just
2: not busy? anymore. My ex's mom recently canceled her Netflix subscription. So my. But like
1: a lot of people. So.
2: Yeah. So I'm, without um I think that there's talk with a friend group about maybe a uh, pooling to get crave, but aside from that not currently mm-hmm. um I think that would be the only when I would be interested to get new Star Trek sort of early and convenient. Oh, yeah. And like,
1: last season of Picard's just airing now I heard.
2: Uh, so. Starting on the 16th. So relatively soon They had premieres and media outlets have seen the first half of the season. Um, but yeah, like there are a lot I'd be interested in sort of because, you know, the, the fact of the matter is like a lot of the times I found the you know the legal option is better um like it's it's interesting like with with you know s- streaming on you know a, a third party website or whatever like you know piracy you know loading is problematic buffering is problematic like it's it's not as enjoyable like maybe if i had better internet but like with netflix everything was usually relatively smooth so it was you know a more enjoyable you know experience um so you yeah.
0: just you just torrent it like wouldn't that be easier no
2: like i don't want to waste room on my computer for that <laughs> like i like i so torrenting to me like I, torrenting is much easier comparatively but it reminds me of like all the people who always say to, Oh, just switch to Mastodon, just switch to Linux. Like it's you know, it again, torrenting is much easier than those two, but like it's it's a complicated techie solution that I don't want. Like I'm you know, I'm I'm moving away from being a like a you know I'm moving away from physical media, like if I get a gift, cool. Um, if something is only available in physical media, I'll go for it. But like I don't want things hanging around. Like, you know, I'll just watch what I want at the time. Like if it's
1: it's a very 21st century um, thinking.
2: If Google rentals had more like, you know, as of air date offerings, I would probably go that route. Like if I could spend two dollars to rent an individual like episode or season or something like that I would I would do that but that doesn't exist so you know if I wanted to watch like the latest episode of you know let's say Owl House or something Mm -hmm. I think that like unless I have I don't know if it's I think it is um connected to Disney plus but you know it is better now because of this you know streaming like so few shows are just aired on live TV. Like let's, let's say the flash, like that's one where like, you know, unless I go to piracy, like I don't have cable. uh. So I'm either waiting a few days or a week, or I look for piracy options. If I wanted to see the flash, mm. the the show, not the movie.
1: Yes. I figured, I figured that's what you're going for. Uh, anyway, but I thought I'd ask around just what are, where people are on these things.
4: Okay. I will we- say, uh, Mohammed, thank you for letting me use Netflix for as long as you did. <laughs> uh, my my sister especially thanks you for allowing me to use Netflix as long as you did. <laughs> Cause she got a lot more use out of it than I did, to be honest.
3: Yeah. Uh, well. Uh... Okay. Oh, oh
4: and okay. also, uh, did do any of you pay for Spotify?
1: I do. I do. I do as well. Okay, there's my there's my third service. <laughs> I'm, I'm the actually, only oddball. I do use it. I do, no, use it. I I'm the do not one, yes. pay
4: for it unless they give me the three months for ten dollars promo. And you get that
1: do you get that every so often?
4: I get it
2: every few months.
1: Cool. Like two if to you... three
2: times a year. I was bribed by their Google Nest Mini and just never unsubscribed. Uh, um, that really got me too. And, and, you know, honestly, like going for a walk without hearing ads only for Spotify is is nice. Like it's it's amazing, like their method, because like that's the only ads you get is just please subscribe to Spotify so like and they're so annoying like it it ruins the immersive experience of listening to music or a podcast so like it's expensive oh the other thing i do subscribe to is i do subscribe to um youtube as well mm. um again i was bribed because of some like pokemon go integration or something <laughs> um, but like honestly like it's It's amazing because my YouTube experience is completely different from most people like I get YouTube ads when I'm at school, which are exclusively for grammarly, kind of funnily enough um but like I don't get YouTube ads now, which is such a different experience like <laughs> I just go on YouTube if I want to see a video the video's there like it's it's it's
1: don't have to to wait five to 15 seconds
2: yeah like it's nice like when i you know have an ad storm on something like twitch it's so annoying um and i'm not gonna pay for twitch i only watch my friend really um (laughs) my friends um you know little streams with like five to ten people me too Um, so like it's not worth that but like youtube and spotify like it's more of like a You know, user interface, like, um, you know, it's a comfort thing rather than, like, quality of life rather than any particular content I'm getting.
1: Okay, that's one way to put it. That's one way to put it. Okay.
4: You know, I feel like every time I stop paying for Spotify, they've added one more new thing to make the free experience worse. And
1: this time
4: around... They've now is- embedded ads into the podcasts. They'll just stick them in at the beginning or they'll stick them in Somewhere random in the parts article. in the middle. Because for yeah. a long time, they did not touch the podcast section. So the podcasts never had ads.
1: I should weren't done listen-
4: by the content creators themselves.
1: I should listen to the. Oh wait, I was a, I was about to say I should listen to a podcast on uh, uh, one of our episodes on on and, Spotify.
4: And the problem is, is that even paying Mind listeners get those embedded ads now.
1: So say that again. So, oh, li- paying so listeners, paying listeners
4: it. will hear those embedded ads in podcasts
1: now. I should listen to an episode of this podcast just for fun on on Spotify. I don't think happens.
4: our episodes get affected, but I know... No, not. It's
1: not as if we're trying to do anything with it.
4: But I but, know a few others I've listened to. It's happened.
1: You think, do you think they're Anchor, anchor uh, Podcasts? Because that's, that's, that's owned by Spotify, isn't it? I'm just wondering. I don't know. I'm just wondering how you ended up with but it. Yeah, that's all.
4: Every time I've gone off and on, it's like, oh, they added more ads in between. Or <laughs> you okay. don't hear as many songs in a row before you hit ads. And it felt noticeable. And I thought, wow, they're really trying to get me to pay. Yep. And and that's how and you know what? If I that's really how... had to pay every month, I'd try and make sure I can uh, get access to my old U of T email so that I can get $5 a month instead of 10
1: <laughs> Well, I mean, that's sort of how that's sort of how... Um... How Crunchyroll were able to reel me in ten minutes of ads for every seven minute episode of uh, of Battleship Tiramisu.
0: <laughs> you know where there's no ads?
1: Where?
0: You know that that special spot of the internet where you can uh, watch it where there's no ads.
4: Uh, you block when I watch YouTube. Yeah, I know.
3: But Mo, then we'll end up like Indigo, and we'll uh, compromise our computers.
0: Oh boy, I mean, that is hilarious. <laughs> And okay, so
3: It's our computers every
1: so often, anyway. Uh, well, I'm glad you brought up books one more time. Okay, so I, I, I so so yesterday I went to the library, got the latest three, another three volumes of uh, Kaguya-sama: Love Is War. Looks like where I am in the manga is about where I w- where the movie will be when it comes into theaters in, uh, on Tuesday. Just for reference, those sets of I, chapters
4: are kind of wild. Yeah, because yeah. I. Because I was telling you how I skipped ahead, mm-hmm. and looks kind of fun, uh, but at the same time, a lot of things do get addressed too.
1: So yeah, I, I'm I'm near the end of the essentially near the end of the anime TV series. So basically, I'm pretty much or uh, almost at the where the movie will uh, take place, right?
4: And I like that you finally gets more attention now. He's not just. A useless side character
1: no no and they they really tell his story pretty well okay here's my dilemma though here's my dilemma kevin and i know you'll you'll do your best so talk me out of doing this okay before we go tonight uh 24 volumes of the of the manga have been released in in north america so far via, via viz at well i couldn't check the indigo price because well <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, but on Amazon they're thirteen bucks so Canadian.
4: Yeah, it's it's thirteen sixty four after tax.
1: Okay, thank you. The ebook version, you can get that all in one lump. I think it's like, Aww. I think it's like a hundred. I think it's like hundred sixty something uh-huh. for all the whole thing to this point on ebook, and it's immediate, obviously. Um, yeah, okay. I know where we're going. So I'll good. give you thirty seconds to talk me out of that.
4: Buy the books when the you real get books Three
1: percent off. Oh yeah, that. Oh that yes. Whenever Indigo, whenever Indigo <laughs> survives, <laughs> and you have books
4: that you can sell later and get most of that back when you really need the money.
1: Oh yeah. There's well, the you know, way Mike, you know, end well, conversation.
4: Well, do you think that? Do you think there'll be a box set
1: like they did for, for Demon Slayer?
4: It's a possibility, but
1: nothing is no, guaranteed yeah nothing no guarantee.
4: but i could see it box it well it's only guaranteed if you're an s tier title
1: is that then is kaguya-sama an s tier i think that's open in to, my opinion it's more debate. of an
3: a than an s yeah that,
1: actually that's that's open to some debate now that i now that i said it
3: okay given the with the anime and how it's been doing you never know so it's a yeah. coin toss in the air
1: Yeah, which has me wondering. And and yes, uh, the Kaguya-sama movie is one I'm curious to see. Tuesday and Saturday are are the known uh, show dates here in the Toronto area. Oh, is it this week? Yes, it is.
3: And most of the seats are gone, it seems.
1: Most of the seats for the evening shows on Tuesday are gone. All the Saturday shows are gone. If you're willing to do 4 p.m. or 2 p.m. downtown, there's a conversation there.
2: I, I They'll release more an seats
0: uh, on Wednesday.
1: You think? Oh, you think there'll be more on Wednesday? Yep. Okay, maybe I'll, when I get a day off.
4: Oh yeah, Tuesday would be sold out because of the discount.
1: No discount. No, well, at this point, no discount. It's uh, looking at the tickets. It's like fourteen bucks.
4: Oh, they're not even giving you the Tuesday discount. No, because no. I think the anime I mean, they consider cool. an event, don't they?
1: Well, you know, it's an event. It's a it's a premiere. No, but plus,
4: usually by Tuesday you'll still get the discount because I saw. Evangelion 4.0 on Tuesday and got the discount
1: on its premiere date.
4: Oh, no, premiere day was the Thursday, so it was the following Tuesday when I saw it. Because this
1: is premiere date, this is premiere Did day
4: premiere on a Tuesday.
1: Yeah, it's a wow, premiere... well, it's Valentine's on Tuesday. Why wouldn't they try it? Why wouldn't, wouldn't they try it? But just a thought, and maybe that might be the first movie I want to go see, uh, anime wise, in some time.
0: Also, Dude, that is a really sold out screening. That yeah. is a lot. Of He's stuff. looking it up. You're looking it up. Yeah. yeah I That's, That's why they obviously to...
3: want to pay oh. the extra money because they have to book online, right? Well, yeah. Which yeah. is why I'm probably not going to go to the movies for a long time. I just want to go to the theater,
1: buy hey, my feel money, about that? find
3: my seat, and watch the movie. Can't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, I know. And AMC, and then AMC bringing in the charges this week. It's, is it...
3: it's bullshit. And
4: yes, that will force me to go buy my tickets at the door every time now. And okay. risk it selling out on me.
1: Well, at least you get to drive and you know breathe in some fresh city air. Okay, on the topic of sellouts, should we? Um, Rad Wimps did announce uh, a North American uh, or part of their North American tour. Is it? It's a. Is it referred to as a world tour or North American I tour? I
3: believe it's a North American tour. I think North American tour. It's the one they probably canceled because of COVID.
1: Yeah.
2: Nope.
3: Now they're finally coming really? around to do it again, and, and I'm guessing it was same venues as before smaller and smaller venues. Yeah, and
1: when, so, when it comes to Toronto, it's the QE Theater you know, on the grounds of the scene. Should we really be surprised it sold out?
3: Not, Not really. really surprised, given What's the venue one? and the size of it. They probably yeah, could have after- done maybe a tad bigger venue. And still had the intimate experience, but what do you yeah, think the I, of, I I kind of
4: waffled gives. on buying a ticket and then regretted it.
1: I would have wanted. To- I don't um,
4: listen to that much of their stuff, to be honest.
1: Obviously, as a as having uh, obviously as a as a Shinkai fan, I would have been curious, but somehow I'd feel okay. I would have been cool, but okay. Sorry, anyone else before we go tonight? No.
3: In terms
4: of what anything,
1: well, uh, well, one any any final thought before we uh, call it a night? I know it's late, and I think the Super Bowl's almost over. Oh, it, oh. Ended. it ended. Oh, it just ended. Okay.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I Eagles! Don't know. Eagles! Uh, Eagles did not. Uh, the Eagle didn't land. Yeah. So You're saying Mahomes won. The homes yeah. did make it, yo. Yeah, he he made it.
3: Who was the best uh, Mahomes uh, commercial?
1: I believe. Oh, boy. You believe? Oh, he got cut off. Okay.
3: Anyway, but uh, actually, funny enough, remember we had talked about events last time, Mike, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we probably should update quickly. Like, remember we talked about that Japan Society uh, NYC, the uh, Japanese animation and global era. The nice thing is uh, that if people still want to watch it. They can on the Japan Society NYC uh, YouTube channel under we'll uh, their live feed, and then mm. it's all recorded, which is kind of nice.
1: Hopefully I'll be able to put up the uh, link in the, sh- in our show notes for last episode.
3: And then uh, uh, I guess, uh, Discotech had their, uh, panel and stuff like that. It was an interesting, uh, bunch of announcements and, uh, some important, uh, things to tell people, I guess, like, uh, in regards to like Shaman King, Digimon, those type of ones, they were saying well, it's great you guys are supporting uh, the English versions, but please remember to support the Japanese versions, which they work so hard subtitling on that because they need the support if they want to do future shows where they do the original, like Saturday cartoon type version and the Japanese version, which made me wonder. I wonder how Monster Hunter and um, Samurai Pizza Cats did because they did a similar thing for them. But I guess it's the type thing of the nostalgia is more stronger sometimes than you think, for the English version that they first watched. Do you mean Monster Monster Rancher? Yeah, Monster Rancher. That's what I meant to say. I said, Hunter, I know. I'm looking now, I'm like, that's a game, not a (laughs) a... (laughs) Well, actually, it is an anime now, too. I I forget which version they turned into an anime. But yeah, Monster Rancher, that's terrible. Went for the full Fox Kids and didn't get. But funny enough, they're thinking of the announcements. uh, They had some interesting ones. Thinking on Western animation, they are continuing uh, to release some interesting ones on that SD Blu-ray. They're going to do The Legend of Calamity Jane, which was a co-pro between France and uh, WB. And I think that one, they said, didn't even go through all of WB when it aired. So uh, Americans will see it. I think they said it was on Teletoon. I can't remember if I saw it on Teletoon or not, because I do think I remember seeing it late 90s. Do they have Mummies Alive yet? No, they do not, but we can always (laughs) hope. And uh, they said, yeah, Kodaja the next season is finally going to come out uh, soon and stuff like that. They had to go through a lot of subtitling for that, just like they did uh, many of those other things like uh, Shaman King and uh, Digimon, of course. And then uh, there were definitely some other ones. I think their big one was uh, Hidekiano's Re-Cutie Honey. They had announced that. Yeah, that would, that was the
1: biggest yeah. one, I think. Yeah, I remember seeing the pictures.
3: Yeah, they had uh, My Zinger uh Great General Darkness. That was another one they were going to dub. They talked about other things they had announced before, like uh, Go Gaigar, uh Final, Aim of the Ace. They're going to do uh, the movie of that. And mm-hmm. so some other interesting little ones. I think some other classics, they said a win named uh, Amnesia and then uh, area And those two, I think, were from CPM originally.
1: Yeah, yeah, those are old titles, but they yeah, had they some
3: different old ones. I think they even had a newer title through uh, Magical Girl uh, Lyrica Nanaha Reflection. Yeah,
1: it's another, yeah, something in there. Oh, okay. yeah,
4: that was an interesting pickup considering how most of the Nanaha franchise has still been, from what we can tell, unavailable to North America. But I know with Reflection, most of the work is done. So mm-hmm. it's you know, there there's not that much more work to be done on it in comparison to other
3: titles, but
2: yeah
4: they
3: also had, uh, yeah think about uh metabots, I guess the reason they had mentioned about the Japanese size. Is- MetaRot, which is the Japanese version of uh, MetaBots, uh, they said they were gonna get that out. So that's why I think they were saying, please support the Japanese uh, versions as well, even though it's an extra purchase and stuff like that. And then they talked about some of their live action ones and they had, uh, what was it? Uh, Ohachi uh, Bushido, the villain, which is supposedly quite bloody. But the one that I think people were talking about that gave me a hilarious uh, laugh was, and I think they said if they played the full trailer, we would have never had to watch the movie, The Bullet Train. And do you wanna know what The Bullet Train's about?
1: Um, I'm afraid to find out, but.
3: Have you ever watched Speed? Keanu Reeves? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. It's basically basically like that. I'm sure I know how the movie ends. All the Japanese people got onto this nice bullet train in the 70s and went really fast they thought Fantastic. oh no uh, it can't stop and stuff like that but there was no bomb uh, below or anything like that it actually stopped and got off on time at the station everyone went home i'm sure that's what happened
1: <laughs> love your brand uh, love your brand of uh backhanded there
3: <sighs> but but, uh, uh, I, but and i think that one was supposedly well before um speed and stuff like that so I'm, i bet there was some inspiration from that movie
1: you wonder you wonder okay but uh yeah that okay F- forgot about the discotech stuff as i said it's just been a ride lately
4: oh uh and- if we're talking licenses one last thing i'll quickly bring up the viz media manga licenses that happened a short while ago okay so last thing uh they confirmed Stone Ocean is going to be printed, but that was a given because they were already doing the digital chapters for that on the Shonen Jump app. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean, so part six. They're doing some spy family, like, filler guidebook stuff, you know, stuff that, of course, they're going to license that to get more money. Or G- uh, G- you know I believe. The, the Demon Slayer Kimetsu Academy... Uh, side manga, which I didn't know they actually turned this into a series because... I know, I remember hearing about
1: that, actually.
4: I totally read that. (laughs) Because every so often, uh, Kuyoharu Gotouge would do some short little comics or just little images of the characters as if they were in a high school. Those are always Mm. cute to see, so uh nezuko instead of the scroll it has a loaf of bread in her well yes she's
1: constantly nibbling on bread so yeah
4: uh let's see what else anything else mimi's tales of terror which is another junji ito work because
3: that's what i said more giving for them why not they seem Uh, to be doing like two or three a year and stuff like that works for them on the high end
1: yeah and
4: uh, play the moon princess by Tatsuya Endo, the creator of Spy Family.
1: <laughs> well, uh, strike the iron where all it's Uh,
4: Taco P's Original Sin, which is a jump, a short jump plus series that's only two volumes, but it seems like uh, the internet did enjoy that one, so it's it's looks like a quick and easy pickup. Uh, the Dracula and Midnight Children. Manga by uh, Shinichi Sakamoto. Looks like they picked that up because maybe they lost the bid on Innocent, perhaps. Who knows what happened on that. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, if Dark Horse is putting on Innocent, yeah, let's put out other stuff by him, too. And an FMA 20th anniversary book and uh why not and let's see three more things like note different. uh so they did get some shoujo manga licenses in um, they got i was sakura... gonna be
3: my question <laughs> is there shojo for you okay yeah, let's hear them.
4: so sakura saku by iosaki saka so that's the strobe edge and awahara ride creator uh Tamon's B-side by Yuki Shiwasu, who did *Takane and Hana*, and *Neighborhood Story* by Ayazawa. Wow, that's a name. That I was a bomb. I. That's a name say, I remember. They announced that, and, and I was like, "Damn, you finally did it, Viz! You bastards." Huh. Yeah, that's that's a pruder for me.
1: Yeah.
3: Wow,
4: can't believe it's that's, finally coming out.
1: That's pretty good. Okay. Well, the, now we all know there are things to look forward to. So there you go. But it is getting once again a little late. I mean, we know you're you know you're running late when the when the Super Bowl ends before you do. But, Insert
0: drum roll. Thank you. But didn't
3: Super Bowl start before we did?
1: Oh, yeah, that too. But uh, you know, Oh, actually, how much are we
3: going to get sued now, Mike? Weren't we supposed to call it the big game or something?
1: Well, yeah, that too. Anyway, uh, but, well, at least that's over with. And so is, uh, well, for now, The uh, for us, you know, the chats always continue. But uh, for now, we got to finish the conversation for tonight. So uh, that's all we got for now. Once again, if you want to contact us, anime roundtable at gmail.com at anime roundtable, anime roundtable.com. Yes, I'll mention Twitch, twitch.tv slash anime roundtable, and I'll uh, do some experimenting in the next hopefully couple weeks. And maybe you'll see that on the YouTube channel too. Once again, though, on the podcast side, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, etc., because any reviews Probably good reviews might help us in the algorithm and hopefully uh, expose us to another audience. People do mention the uh, when I mentioned the, the name of this show, they said, "Oh, uh, well, I think I've seen it mentioned on so-and-so before. But in the end, you know what type of reviews we're looking for, right, Kevin? Of course. Five-star ones or four-star yeah. ones or three-star ones. Heck, or even just one star or ones because at least we know somebody has listened. Well, preferably not one star, if I had to be honest. Uh, for now, we try to do something a few times a month, at least two a month. Is this is this is this is the first one of our uh, of uh, for for our February quota, if I'm not mistaken, right? You're correct. Thank you. So we're halfway there. We'll try and do things uh, weekly or biweekly. Uh, granted, uh, granted, things are. Out to go in a slight uh bit of flux but we'll keep trying in any event though please give us a subscribe a like or a follow on any of the platforms we're on so you don't miss out whenever we actually do something also if you have a spotify account a paid one like uh, a few of us do uh, sometimes we just forget to end, uh, end our subscriptions but if you do have a, a paid spotify account please check out the anime roundtable playlist for a list of songs based on things we bring up every so often on the show. The theme song is entitled Fubuki Snowstorm by Piko Misaki, which is the title track of her current album. You can check out more of her music at picoinfinity.com or on Facebook at Piko Zen Music. You could have listened to any anime podcast in the world But you decide to listen to ours, and we do appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And join us again for another edition of the Anime Roundtable.